Hello everyone, my name is Lola. I am bored out of my mind. And this is Lola Mente. Welcome. My name is Lola and welcome to Lola Mentin. This is our first episode. And I decided to embark on this new project. If you hear someone on the back, by the way, that's my producer. So keep in mind, she's going to talk sometimes. Um, no. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> so I'm quite sure that I'm going to abandon this project and neglect it. Can you stop? <laughs> Because my mind can literally focus on doing something for more than two weeks. You never can focus. I never can focus, that's right. Today's our first episode, as I said before, and I want to talk about something that has been living on my mind motherfucking rent free for like 15 to 10, 20 years. These are telenovelas. As a 29-year-old Dominican woman, I can say that telenovelas were definitely a huge part of my life growing up. And I still remember my very first telenovela that I saw, which was La Usurpadora. I love it. Paola Bracho is like my spirit animal. I was so astonished by the mess and the drama that was going on on a single house. Not only that, the telenovela is so fucked up for a <laughs> nine-year-old woman. How I was like nine years old, yes. And I don't understand either, but I love it. I love every single bit of it. However, I'm not here to talk about those type of telenovelas on specific because they are like prime time. Like Los Urpadora was like a prime time type of novela, 8 p.m., 9 p.m. type of... Too late for children. Exactly. Because it was like a lot of um very fucked up topics yes so anyway i'm here to talk about teen telenovelas because they were created to kind of uh, cut the eye of the younger audience and they were usually broadcasted on the afternoons after three yeah i remember that when i was uh, uh when i i'm gonna talk about two today and I remember that those two I watched them after school like 3 p.m. something like that so if you think this type of telenovela is going to be less messy with a little bit more of a superficial issues on you are fucking wrong you're definitely wrong because these are the worst shows humans ever created and I'm not gonna lie because the storyline is so fucked up they have topics like rape alcohol every single drug <laughs> neglecting parents is like the feeling of the cake is the basis for everything that <laughs> yeah i think it's like the ba the base then you have the cherry on top that is sex of course but wait you have abusive relationships oh my god yes you also have very weird tropes like women that dress up like men or that you fake your identity It's incredibly insane for an eight, nine-year-old. I don't remember, actually, if I saw these telenovelas on actual time, on the actual time they were broadcasting. So I thought, I think maybe I, I, was, I saw a rebroadcast is the name. So 
I think I saw something like that because I was nine. And this type of topics, it's, it's extremely fucked up for a nine-year-old. Imagine a teenager is, this is a great opportunity to touch topics as, you know, bulimia and what else? Uh, mental health. Mental health issues, bulimia, bullying. Stuff like that that is not usually fucked up as the ones that we're going to talk about today because it's just way too much for a child and a teenager, a very confused teenager to see. So, of course, there, there was like a, a grown-up type of cast that they used to have. Like they the, the teens and they have the grown-ups, which ultimately they were definitely like... Fucking you. <laughs> exactly. They did not add anything to the story. The story was all the kids, which is more fucked up than anything. And this grown-up cast that used to guide the younger ones to the, the stupid decisions, they were people like teachers, something, someone from the cafeteria of the school, someone that was to... Or the, even the nanny. Exactly, but... Never the parents. Never the, fu never the fucking parents. Even a taquera. I don't even remember which telenovela was that had a taquera, and she was the fucking... She knew fucking everything. All the kids were fucked up, and they didn't know what to do. They went to eat tacos, and she was like, Auntie! We need help. What do we do? It's just like, sit the fuck down. Let me talk to you. Exactly. Anyway, without further ado, let's begin. So the first telenovela, teen telenovela that we're going to talk about today is Mi Pequeña Traviesa. Here's the story. We have Julia, who is our main girl. She is this very good kid. She goes to school has good grades, lives, lives with her, live with her dad and, and her two brothers, sorry. She is presented as this very tomboyish girl. And I have to add that this was one of the main reasons why I love the show, because I used to be a tomboy kind of girl, or, or I, I like to think that I was. You were a girl. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> anyway. She was, uh, she also has this boyfriend that I think that detail was added definitely last minute because she didn't treat him like a boyfriend. She didn't even like him. There's no affection. There's no uh, nothing. No attraction. No, even mild interest. She wasn't like, hey, he has nice looks. She was like, I fucking hate you. She hates him, definitely. But whatever. She has this boyfriend, which is named Mercurio, <laughs> which translates in English to Mercury. And yes, we have to talk about the name. Because who the fuck was in that creative meeting of the show and said his name should be Mercury? And who said, oh my God, that is the perfect name? It makes no sense to me. Like, I need to know. I need to fucking know. Anyway, uh, Mercury is an asshole. He is an awful boyfriend, an awful human being in general. Uh, but I must add that Mercury is a fucking icon. I love Mercury as a character because, I mean, he wears this aluminum foil-like jacket all the time. I, I, he was like a potato in a barbecue. 
he always had this jacket. It doesn't matter like, where he was. He was always wearing the fucking jacket. And I think he was dealing drugs or something or doing something illegal. But I cannot remember exactly what was because they actually don't mention it. Don't mention the, the whole thing and refer to it as the merchandise, which to me is obviously crazy that they tried to give this very innocent girl uh, this very awful person as a boyfriend and her dad like her dad is supposed to be like um super protective of her how did he manage to let her have this awful boyfriend or i don't know why to give her a boyfriend at all anyway let's talk about the second lead because he's my fucking favorite and i fucking love him um the second lead is the boy that she should have um and the story with because she like he deserves it so much better he is so humble he works in a car shop which makes him extremely hot in my opinion um he's always sweaty and has a car car oil on his clothes he was a fucking snack he's gorgeous fucking gorgeous and to me he's the guy he's the guy who should have been the lead uh, but he was played by Mauricio Islas, and if you don't know who Mauricio Islas is, do a quick Google search because that is a fucking face that you would like to remember. He was beautiful. It looks like I, I am so thirsty for his ass. And to add, um, he helped her so much. He helped her with so much fucking shit. Like they give her, they give him garbage. He was it was just so unfair and then we have the main lead which to me in, in, in my opinion is the worst character of the whole show i think he is garbage he's fucking garbage baby and he acts like a fucking brat His story is the very same story that they give to every single man in a rich guy poor girl storyline he is almost graduating graduate sorry He's almost graduating from law school and his family is happy about the whole thing because that means he's going to follow the tradition and can start working on the family's law firm uh, with his dad. So this motherfucker is like, psych, I don't want to do this shit. And I'm going to graduate and I'm going to be an actor or director. I don't remember. I, I didn't care. And <laughs> I mean, why is it so hard for him? Like, he is full of cash. His family is loaded. And why is it so hard to him to be like, okay, I'm going to work in, in, in the law firm? Sorry. Because he's the same fucking troll. Rich guy doesn't want to be like the family. He doesn't want to be like the dad. But he acts exactly like the dad, to be honest. He's a fucking asshole. And he... Uh, I, I cannot understand the whole character. I think it's just stupid. He is an asshole. He looks like a fucking crip. And I don't even see that they add pressure to him. His dad is obviously an asshole. But I know that if he has chosen another shit to do, his mom and grandma, which are the ones who had the money, will be like, fuck, it's fine. Um, but anyway, that's my opinion. He's he has this stupid girlfriend uh that literally hates him 
there's no one in this world that hates him more than the stupid girlfriend. She is beautiful. I think she's one of the most beautiful girls in the 90s that used to do telenovelas. Uh, I don't remember the name of the actress. Um, she hates him because she, he only wants to study and she wants to party and be pretty and be a normal kind of uh, 20-something. And he's like, no. I'm going to study and graduate law school so I can be an actor. So the story uh, starts with um, Julia's dad having to work in Esther Sift. And she is visibly uncomfortable about it. She's not happy uh, because her dad is obviously overworked. So she's worried about him. And at the end, she can do anything about it. Her dad is like, I'm going to the football game, whatever. And, I mean, she wants to work, but her, but her dad is like, you're not going to work. You need to finish school. On the other side, we have the main guy, which is hanging out with her, with his girlfriend. And the bitch is like, let's go out. Let's have a drink. And he's like, bitch, I have to study. Get the fuck out of my face. I need to graduate so I can be a fucking actor. And she's like, okay, fucking idiot. Literally, she says, idiot and decided to go out with her brother like the brother of her friend who wants to fuck her who wants to definitely fuck her yes so this guy goes out with um with i think his friends the brother the brother of her friend is friends with mercury they hang out and have some sort of relationship with him and and the merchandise um they're on the way to the place where Mercury is, and, and Mercury and his gang is, and they're, uh, the guy is driving, and the, the car has this very loud, shitty rock uh, playing. Uh, they're kissing, drinking, whatever. So we have Julia's dad on the same street, uh, which is delivering water, gas, whatever. And they literally fuck Julia's dad up. Like, the man went flying up the fucking skies. And to me, that, that is just the first episode, by the way. And it's just so crazy to me. Because, first, let's talk about the street. The street was empty. And you can only see the truck. Julius, that ass. And, to be honest, they weren't even driving that fast. So... It was crazy to me that they literally fuck him up the way they did. So they take the clown to the hospital. The guy is all fucked up. Um, and obviously, the man who was doing the shift with Julia's dad goes to deliver the news to Julia. At this point, Julia is literally fighting with Mercurio um, about some party that she doesn't want to go. And she sends Mercury's ass to... Uh, to the party and stays home with with her brother and thinking that Mercury is back knocking on her door she takes a bucket of water opens the door and wets her dad's um, co-worker entirely and to me it's just so insane that they take this very serious check the fucking I don't think they had that I don't think she they had. Just open it or ask. Who is it? Exactly. I think that was the most logic one. But um, 
to me, it was just so incredibly stupid that they take this very serious moment and everybody was laughing in, in the whole thing. And then the man is like, gets all serious and he's like, well, your dad is fucking dying. <laughs> so she goes to the hospital and um, at this point she's like, oh my God, my dad is not going to uh, walk again and I need to find a job because we're going to starve to death. Um, which is understandable because the circumstances they're in is definitely bad. Um, so she goes to a bunch of places looking for a job and all of them, literally all of them are like, I'm sorry, we just need a man. I'm sorry, we need a man. And this was such a great opportunity to be like, but I'm a girl and I can still do all these things and kind of prove herself to these employers but no um they decided to dress her like a man that's right and name him julio with the help of the second lead she gets this boy clothing and is like i'm a boy named julio and this is my new persona and <laughs> i mean julio there's zero creativity in that name where was the guy who said let's name mercury mercury where was him at the time that they needed a he name he was in rehab oh my god <laughs> where was him anyway so i think in the 90s it's it's understandable that they want to to be like um I want an independent woman on the screen, but I think that's definitely not the direction they had uh, to go. Definitely. Now, she, all, all these things behind her dad, because he's still insisting that she, a 17-year-old girl, should be focused on school. At one point, she is still waiting on her dad to wake up at the hospital, and the icon mercury appears and is like how is it that i get the information that your dad is on the hospital by people on the street why didn't you tell me and on the inside i'm like because she fucking hates you like it's so obvious so they start fighting and they are on a waiting room with a lot of fucking people but honestly like the people like they don't fucking care they act like nothing is going on. So the lead sees uh, that she's being mistreated by this guy. And it's like, hey, let her be. And Mercury's like, okay, but you pay for this and leaves. To me, that doesn't make sense because Mercury is supposed to be this bad bitch. And then comes this dude with a creep haircut. And he's like, okay, bye. I don't understand that one. So uh, we have their first meeting and I mean they are looking at each other like there's no not a single soul around them um and that's the type of bullshit I love when I was a teenage but, child yeah, it doesn't make sense because first Mercury was making a show he was literally doing drama and everybody was looking then comes Grease Boy and everybody's <laughs> oh my god so there we have it he saves her ass for the first time and 
they kind of meet again at his shittings dad office where he must where she like he has to work for the family uh law firm to make the family happy and she is her dad his dad's new assistant which doesn't make him happy because the last assistant his dad had was the lover and i mean it's so funny because she used to call their mom after they the dates they had and it's like where was he do you know where your husband was he was with me like what why are you doing so obviously she got fucking dumped and you know the guy is like well there is this very young girl working with my dad obviously he is doing the same thing again so he's like hesitant on on the first on the second meeting so they go back and forth but their love prevails blah 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 the story is the same of every telenovela with the premise of a rich misunderstood boy with uh and a happy good lucky girl so i'm fucking done with that okay so now let's talk about Soñadoras de la vida. Um, this show is a train wreck. There is no other way to summarize all the bullshit that happens here. I mean, I was like eight, nine when I saw this one. And again, I, I literally have no idea if it was a, it was a re rerun or whatever. So this novela is about four girls from very different backgrounds uh going through school high school sorry i'm gonna give them names because there are too many characters and i get fucking confused so you know the cast is divided with the grown-ups and the teens whatever let's start with the teens because that's where the tea is first we have jacqueline um i'm gonna call her rich bitch because she's obviously loaded and she of the four she's kind of one of the most important ones because of a lot of the story i don't think she's the most interesting one not in personality per se but it's story that her story fuck is fucked up but as i was saying she is one of the most important ones because of the story has a lot to do with her family and shit so there's only two things to know about her one she's in love with her teacher and two, her dad is a drug dealer, but she doesn't know. <laughs> Rich bitch is very popular. She has a lot of boys behind her, but she's in love with the fucking teacher. She's obsessed with the teacher, as I said before, and she will go just way too far for him, even though he hasn't given her any type of hope at all. One of the boys from school that is in love with Jacqueline is the icon the motherfucking keen Manuel. Manuel is so pr problematic. So many of the most iconic scenes of the show has to be with him. One of them came a meme because he's in the in the car with one of his best friends, and Manuel is like, "Qué me vas a dar?" And the other guy is like, "Pruébala, es cocaína." <laughs> So, he is part of so many great uh, scenes of the show. And now I have to give a warning of the next sentence that I'm going to say. And because it's going to briefly touch a very sensitive topic. He tried to rape 
uh, Jacqueline like four times. I'm not kidding. He tried to break her first. He gave her drugs so she wouldn't feel so sad. And, and the girl is like fucked up. So he's like, I'm going to rape her. Uh, because, you know, um, <laughs> so it's very fucked up. It's just so dumb. All the ways he really tried to drug her and rape her. Manuel, uh, apart from being so problematic, he um, has an OD. Like he has like two ODs overdoses sorry of course he also have a heart attack because why the fuck not and i, I remember <laughs> like i don't even know why he didn't die if a character had to die it was gonna be obviously him he went through so much i remember that when i was researching the show um someone in the comments in a youtube uh video described him as Um, and I quote, Manuel is a drug addict, an alcoholic that likes cars. And that was really, really hilarious to me. As I was saying about the t-shirt, she's obsessed with the guy. She, once she tries to get the teacher's address uh, by breaking in the school's archives or some shit, she literally dreams endlessly about this man. Then she gets into drugs because her parents are getting divorced and she's sad about that. She's been kind of struggling with the drugs for some time. Then she gets into rehab just because the fucking t-shirt tells her to stop. After that, she finally tells Manuel, you know, my guy, leave me alone because I'm in love with the t-shirt. So Manuel is like, okay, I'm going to back off. Also, at one point, they add to the storyline that she and Lucia, which is one another another one of the main girls, are half-sisters, but I literally don't remember the whole thing, to be honest. She also discovers uh, at the very, almost the very end of the telenovela that her dad is a drug dealer and is devastated and then tries to help the teacher and, and the teacher's girlfriend to be together. I think she ends up alone for some reason. They could have found a fucking guy for her because... <laughs> But again... Let's think about the guys that they want to put her with. They were trash. They were fucking trash, honestly. She deserved better. Then we have Amelia. She's the hot one because she's just fucking pretty. Honestly, she's not that interesting for me. Uh, I remember she wanted to be a dancer. And her boyfriend, Gerardo, which is a fucking loser, he was in a rock band. That sounds like shit. Like, it literally sounds so fucking bad. Now, she gets with her dance teacher or partner, I don't remember well, and that man, <laughs> that man is a fucking creep. I need you to go to YouTube and search for the Soñadora's entrance um, show, the intro, and see this man, this super creepy man with the most stupid fucking haircut dancing like a fucking maniac. This man is just a fucking disaster. Her mom is crazy, but 
to be honest, if it wasn't for the storyline of her and her mom and the whole beef they have, I think her story is just well. Ultimately, she cheats on her loser boyfriend with the with the crypt T-shirt. And the loser goes like, oh, my God, what did you leave me? Whatever, begging her ass. Um, then the crib is living with someone like a, uh, a woman. And she is the, the woman that is living with the crib. is like, what the fuck are you doing kissing this fucking kid? And the guy is like, oh, yeah, I have a girlfriend and we live together and she's fucking pregnant. Isn't that fucking fantastic? So she goes crazy. I think she gets pregnant by the crib. Uh, but I don't remember well her storyline because it's just fucking boring. Let's move on. Then we have Lucia, which is she's actually the richest one. I know I call the other one rich bitch, but she is actually the richest one. But the only thing I remember her character for is how they try to make her ugly with just glasses and braces. She is like the nerdy one of the whole gang. She's very, very smart and very bright. She was actually my favorite one. And I think she was a lot of people's favorite. Not for something in a specific, because her character wasn't that much of an interesting character. She she didn't have a lot to work with, but she was the nicest one and kind of the most conscious. Uh, she was a very good friend. She was the best friend for them, and she was very relatable. I mean, it was so hard to relate to the other ones since... I didn't do drugs or have sex at the age of eight <laughs> or get fucking pregnant. Yeah. So people make fun of her at school because of her very, her looks and her very shy personality. She also thinks that it's impossible for a guy to look at her because again of her looks. The only person that kind of makes her feel better is Emilia's boyfriend, the kind, the, the, the loser one with the band. And at one point, they kind of start, start dating, but everyone says to Lucia that he's only doing that to make Emilia jealous. But like I said before, the guy's a fucking loser, so he ultimately admits to her that he's still in love with Emilia and they break up. There's another guy that tries to get her Beto, which is friends with Julieta, the other character that I'm going to talk about next. But at the beginning, he's kind of money hungry and he's he's hot, though. But her his whole personality is just being poor. And she finds out that he only wants her money. Then another girl, Anna, which I mean, she gets in the show in the fucking middle, so I don't know who the fuck is that. She's like, oh my god, I'm gonna change you. And she, Lucia kind of develops this alter ego of this super hot girl because they took the glasses, they took the braces, and I really didn't care about that storyline, but you know, she starts to lose her shit because the whole double personality. At the end, I really thought she was gonna end with Beto, but she ends up with Gerardo, and which is Emilia's uh, loser ex-boyfriend. 
And I remember that they had to do another uh, shot of the ending because of that. People were so mad about it. Now, <laughs> let's talk about Julieta because this bitch has so much baggage. Uh, <laughs> she is so messy. I had such a love-hate relationship with her because all that she wanted was just to be fucking rich. And, I mean, she did a lot for it. She did too much. She did way too much. And I understand. She goes to the school with the other girls and makes absolutely everybody thinks that she's fucking rich. Her plan. Listen to her fucking plan. She plans to get, like, this rich doctor that she met. That is just the fucking worst, by the way. The guy takes her shopping and gifts her a bunch of fucking gifts. Then Julieta tells her parents that the gifts were from Lucia, the nerdy one. Her mom was literally fucking dying. (laughs) And that bitch was worrying about getting caught in her lies. I mean, also, the way she talks. Oh, my God. Every time she speaks, I wanted to fucking die. She has, like, two voices. The rich girl boys and the poor one boys and honestly please tell me just please tell me why did they give angelica vale always these roles like why why did she always have to be the poor one (laughs) anyway the bitch was popular i'm not gonna lie julieta was very popular um so she finally gets the doctor to invite her on on a date he kinds of get way gets way ahead of her and tries to touch her leg and she's like i'm not that type of girl then she gets mad and he sends flowers to her the other day uh, the other day sorry then she oh he also sent her a a necklace necklace, yeah so the bitch is like oh my god okay daddy the poor hoe gets the doctor to marry her but her friend lucia was like bitch don't fucking do it you're gonna regret it and by the way this is all happening while they're all still in fucking high school what Remember also that her mom is dying yes her mom is fucking dying also and she gets actors to be her parents she gets a whole a whole fucking broadway show i'm not even kidding and lucy is like i'm fed up with all this bullshit like what the fuck is going on she interrupts the wedding and is like julieta i'm gonna give you everything that the doctor is offering you Without having, to- without having to marry that fucking bitch. And she's like, oh my god, okay. What I fucking hated about the whole wedding situation was that at the end, she was given a speech. She gave a fuck, a whole fucking speech. And the doctor was crying. And the doctor was fucking crying, yeah. And to be honest, that was such a shitty thing to do to the doctor. Actually really sad because... It kind of looked like he loved her, but she's also a minor. Exactly. She was a fucking minor. And, <laughs> and I mean, of course, he is offering, at this point, he's offering all kinds of bullshit. But she's like, and no. Anyway, the guy is trash, but she's also trash. So at the 
at the beginning of the telenovela, she is dating this guy named Pancho, which is actually pretty decent. Not only really decent, he treats her really nice, he takes care of her, wants yeah. to meet her parents, wants the whole shebang. But the whole rejects him and tells him to his fucking face that she just wants to date a rich guy. And I <laughs> shooked, fucking shooked. So she then got herself another hot and rich boy. Literally Kuno Becker. I don't even remember the name of his character. If you don't know who Kuno Becker is, you need to know. She lies to him, of course, and she tells him that she's rich. She actually likes this guy. I mean, who wouldn't fucking like Kuno Becker? Who wouldn't fucking like Kuno Becker? He was mm, a whole fucking snack. He also even helps her with some health issues that she has. Then he (laughs) he follows her to where her parents live. And she tells him... This bitch has the audacity. (laughs) She tells him that this is where her nana lives. Because she has the audacity to present her actual fucking mother as her nana. (laughs) So so she tells him the most stupid lie she could ever figure out at the moment. Because Kuno Becker is like, why are you here? So she... uh, takes a moment and gives a whole fucking speech of fucking lies to Kuno fucking Becker. So Kuno Becker finds a picture (laughs) because honestly if you're gonna fucking lie, you need to fucking prepare for it. Take the pictures out. He finds a picture of the whole family, like the dying mom, the dad, her, her sister and he's like, what the fuck is this shit? Her dad comes home and she calls him dad without knowing. And Kuno Becker is like, why do you call your Nana's husband dad? And the bitch is like, well, that's how I call my Nana's husband dad, which makes her dad literally so fucking mad. And it's like, this is fucking bullshit. I'm going to tell you the fucking truth. Kuno fucking Becker. She, my daughter, is a fucking asshole. Obviously, Kuno Becker is devastated. But the dad literally snitched on absolutely every single lie the daughter, like, told, Julieta told. I have to be honest, one of the funniest scenes I have seen is when Kuno Becker is like, well, you cannot be her dad because I met her dad and her mom last night at dinner. And the fucking mom, which is dying, by the way, like they they're doing the whole drama in front of the dying mom is like I'm her mom bitch I mean Kuno Becker is like what anyway she ends up with the poor one so who fucking cares another thing that they add to Julieta's storyline is that she has bulimia But to be honest, to me it was very hard to follow the whole narrative when they literally gave her the personality of a fucking ass. I mean, I definitely love that this shows have this type of topics like drugs, alcohol, sex, pregnancy, bulimia, whatever. But it's just so badly done, so badly represented. I just wish they actually didn't include them at all. 
I just hate seeing how shitty they manage the whole situation around these issues, these very, very serious issues. And I remember that when I saw the show, I was extremely confused about everything. Presented, it was just so weird. Yeah. The way they, they, they created the stories and just give them this stupid storyline. I know that a lot of people who saw the show had the same kind of reaction. Um, let's talk about the adults, because in contrast to Mi Pequeña Traviesa, uh, the adults here were a fucking mess. The professor... <laughs> doesn't understand me. <laughs> the professor which the, the rich bitch was in love with is actually in love with a woman called Fernanda. She works in a drug rehab clinic and she she's nice, whatever. However, the, the fucking rich bitch dad, the drug dealer, is extremely obsessed with Fernanda and literally sends the fucking teacher to jail. And he makes Fernanda marry him for some fucking reason. Obviously, I didn't pay attention to a lot of the fucking mess was happening to the adults. But what the fuck was happening? There was a whole drug cartel in, 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 the, in the show. The kidnapping, the forced marriage, everything was just like so confusing. There was so much going on and thank god i didn't fucking pay attention to that anyway fernanda and the teacher end up marrying at the end of the show but one thing that is just extremely funny to me is that the show ends with their graduation like what to me they were graduated a long time fucking ago there was a bitch that tried to fucking marry what are you talking about? Are you telling me that these are still teenagers? What? I didn't, I didn't remember that they were in fucking high school. <sighs> All of that shit happened. And they still in high school. Like the whole car. They never took a test. The whole car They were doing coke lights in the bathroom. <laughs> and they were still taking classes. Tell me how this makes sense. <laughs> how this makes sense. Anyway, um, this. I hope that you take your time. If you want to see this show, take your time and get see that. Get a <laughs> get a fucking therapist because you're gonna be tra traumatized for life. These shows were so crazy, and I cannot believe that my mom let me see. This fucking... She was tired of bullshit, I told you. I cannot believe it. And I thought I had, like, a strict parents. I fucking didn't. <laughs> she didn't fucking care. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoy the podcast. I have to admit that I was extremely nervous. I'm not gonna lie. I've never done something like this. And um, I'm shy or whatever. I hope... <laughs> I hope you have a great morning, afternoon, night, whatever time you're listening to this. Have uh, an awful day, bitch. Shut the fuck up. You're not going to listen again. I hope this was also very messy and entertain you for a bit. I don't know. Of course, I would like to end all the episodes with a question of the day. The question is why? Why? Just why? Just why? And yes, 
Yes. If you have an answer to fucking late, my mind is already made up. So I don't need your fucking answer, sweetie. Bye.